This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey, man. If you missed our interview with Seth Emerson, stay tuned. We're going to replay it for you in the 6 o'clock hour. Seth writes for The Athletic. He's covered the dogs for a very long time, Mike. And one of the things he said to us today was that Kirby's got to get to a point now where there's almost a no-tolerance mm. um, rule across the board, especially when it comes to this. And this is speeding and racing. And doing things that young men do. I'm not saying yeah. that they won't attempt to do it, Mike, just because you have a no, a no uh, tolerance rule. Right. But it's been a little bit vague. And because of it and the punishments following some of these incidents that have happened, we now find ourselves at a situation in a crossroads with Jalen Carter, right. who, by the way, is back at the combine. He came in Athens and, you know, did what he needed to do. He's back at the combine. But I, I thought that was interesting by Seth today when he was talking with us. Yeah, and I know that I already got stuff on the text line. If Georgia can't give these kids great cars, they ain't going to come to Georgia. <laughs> oh, here we go. Come on, guys. What's a great car? Hey. Do, you, do you need a Porsche 911? I'll tell you what. Like, you know, Saban's got a dealership in Tuscaloosa. They're cutting deals. Oh, look, guys, don't, don't be that guy, okay? Stop it. Let's have I mean, two, two people got killed, and we're well, trying to be serious about this, and then you get into this jail car, and well, immediately— Jim, Jimbo oh, Fisher did kind of say that. That's true, about, about Saban, That's though. true, Saban. All right. But anyway, getting back to it, waiting for the—is there another shoe to drop, or is this as far as it's going to go? But there's a great piece, again, that Seth brought up, that Kirby does need to kind of rein stuff in. And at least, because you know, Carl, there's going to be some pushback for from athens Clark County since they got dragged into the paper over how things have been handled in the past. All right, we're going to talk more about it. Also, you'll hear the comments of Alan Judd. He broke the story for the AJC talking about some of the things we've been discussing and why didn't Jalen Carter receive further charges? We'll let you hear what he had to say about that. Mike, as we get ready to approach free agency, we've got more money than we've ever had. Mike, we've got to make a splash. We've got to <laughs> make a splash. In free agency first? Absolutely. Right. And right. the reason is because you guys want to get excited about this football team? Go get me a splash and make it a notable name, a brand name like Javon Hardgrave. Or go get a Jesse Bates. Mike, we've got to make a splash and we've got to do it day one. And the reason mm. why is because we hadn't done it. 
Matter of fact, Mike and I will tell you the last time we did do it, and we were collaborators for this, we were saying to our audience and saying to the Falcons, go sign Alex Mack. They did. It's the last time right. we've made a splash in free agency. And we barely had enough money to pull that move off, if you remember back in 2016. And they did, and it was huge because we needed the center of the line. He was the anchor, and you guys, the rest of his history, should have won a Super Bowl and should have maybe gone to another one. So now you got a couple of holes. But you're right, man. If you want to start with Hargrave. Day one. Yeah, I'm down. We're not waiting. No, no, I'm down with that. And then we go to the playoffs. But what about what about James Bradbury? I know everyone's going to be talking about the hold in the Super Bowl. Give me a splash. I love it. That's a dude who is considered one of the top free agents. He's 30 years of age. He's got big-time experience. You put him over A.J. Terrell, and you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, you already mentioned Jesse Bates. You can talk about, unfortunately, you know, Gerard Payne is we've really, obviously, we love that idea. Now, maybe things come to nothing with the commanders and he gets back on the market. Not likely, but Hargrave would be the guy to tackle. Now, there's only one guy and one guy only that I don't want, and that's Marcus Davenport. <laughs> there's only one guy and one guy only that I don't want. But if we're going to do day one By the way, things, I, I'm still giving you five-to-one odds for interviewing him in August. Don't tell me that, Mike. I still want day one big things done. Right. We have not done this in forever. We finally have some money to spend. Terry Fontenot, give me a splash. Let's go get a guy that can help our football team win. But more importantly, Mike, we are news. We are moving the needle. We haven't done that. Oh, Mike used to say, oh, we're balls on a budget. We can't yeah, spend. No money. We have no money to spend. We can't spend until, like, you know, three weeks until everybody else spends. Right. We have an open checkbook then for the we, first time. We go get Javon Hargrave. Let's do it. And then you put him next to Grady, and it makes everybody else better. Right now. And then you go get Arden Key, and now it fixed the pass rush problem. How about that? That's a splash. Hargrave and Arden Key, right off the top of my head on the defensive side. That's a splash. See, we're on the same page. Yes, and then we go get the best corner money can buy, and if Bradbury's a little too rich. Now, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's more of kind of like what kind of what Isaiah Oliver does, but he does it really, really well. Yep. But, you know, do you feel he could play a straight-up corner on the other side, maybe? But there's other dudes out there, guys. Jamal Dean is out there from Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, I just do some other names. But first things first, Hargrave would be my mission number one goal. Number one, and you're going to he'll be the highest paid defensive tackle in yep. NFL history. And I, that's going to be the new market. And I'm fine with that because we can do it and we need him. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. And when I say splash, I'm talking about guys that can play. Okay? I'm not talking about busters or washed up guys. Marcus I'm not talking about those kind of guys. I'm talking about guys that can come in here and have an impact. But more importantly, give me one of these top ten free agents, Mike. We haven't done it. But here's the problem. See, now we're talking about this thing, and it's fun, and you're right. Everything you've said is accurate. We've got more money. But now I'm going to be my dad when we're driving past the toy store. Dad, can I get a Matchbox car? What? We'll see. And here's where it gets real. You're going to bring back Rashawn Evans, right? You're going to bring yes, back Caleb McGarry. Well, I'm not, but you are. Chris, we need like a cash register sound effect for this. Well, I mean, I'm just you, saying. You, I, I'm not right I'm now. I'm not bringing you back are. McGarry. I just think that they may look at the landscape and say, you know, do you want to roll with an offensive tackle in the draft? And get What's away your from position the... right now on McGarry? No, I don't bring him back. I don't bring him back either. But there's nobody better really affordable in the So you're bringing agency. him back. <laughs> no, all right, let's you're go. On, no, no, no. You're on the fence. You're like, I'm not bringing no, him back. No, I don't want him. I don't want him. I never well, bring him back. Well, then you don't want him. There is no, there may not be anybody right, then, better. Now we're drafting an offensive tackle with the eighth I'm overall fine pick. With, no, 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 no. No, we draft an offensive lineman later in the draft. I'm not taking the guy. But he's got to be good enough to start. I'm still taking 
a defensive player to, to, to get my front solid. I'm not doing that with eight. What are you talking about, Bo? Well, I don't want to be that guy, but oh, well, allow, me, allow me. So you'd rather re- – you want Arden Key over Lorenzo Carter? I just don't think – I mean, I think Arden Key in this team has to be better unless you feel Lorenzo Carter, if we got Hargrave, all of a sudden gets back to being the guy who's supposed to be out of the draft. Well – he look. He looks. Arden, he looks like the prototypical edge rusher, but he just doesn't consistently get to the quarterback. I would, I would dare to argue that the same person, yeah. L- Lorenzo Carter's got four and a half more sacks in his career than Arden Key does. Uh, I think they're the same player. So I, I think I would keep the guy who's played here, knows the locker room, mm-hmm. knows the culture, and has been a leader on the, a little, somewhat of a leader on the team. I think Hargrave makes both those guys better. But the McGarry thing, don't want him. <laughs> Can't what win is, with it. Full, is, full disclosure, I work out at the gym with Arden Key's cousin, by the way. <laughs> oh, is he you Union City kid? All, all Back good. to you both. All good. So you're so you're just you're just you're, you're his cousin is is trying to get you to get him paid. Are you getting a cut of his money if he no, comes I here? Mean, but Lorenzo Carter yeah, you're right, they are the same guy, but I mean Lorenzo Carter's also wanting a contract. I mean you're gonna No, have to, no, he didn't do enough for a contract. No. He, he he yeah, you know what? I'll give either one of them okay. two or three years um for Twelve million, okay, over that time span, and I'll, and I'll guarantee five of it. Okay. Let me tell you something: you can get both if you're doing that deal. All right, mm. literally, you can get both. If we're gonna we're gonna rotate guys in and out, give me those guys. I'm cool with it. Now, let's address one of our Twitter followers who said, "Fellas, I hear you, but I go back and I gotta say, Ray Edwards was a splash, yeah, and he sucked, and he quit. You gotta get the right guys." Just because I'm saying we need a splash and we need to do something on day one when Mike and I roll into the studio at 2 o'clock and the countdown's on the free agency at 4. We're we're putting our hands together like this going, hey, Terry Fontenot, make us happy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you blow it by picking the wrong guy in free agency. Free agency is as important, guys, if you get it wrong, just like drafting Mm -hmm. the wrong player. Right? It'll set you back. And we do have a really mixed bag. And, again, past performance is no indication of what Fontenot's going to do. Fontenot was brought here because he was pretty good at picking the good, in the middle of the road free agents and the stars when he was part of the personnel department with the Saints. But I'm with you, man. Hey, by the way, one nugget from the uh, Combine real quick. We'll get back to free agency. A couple guys hit us up thanks to Mayo, who uh, sent us uh, the video of Kalisha Cansey. And this is the big defensive tackle from Pitt who is already drawing comparisons to Aaron Donald. That ain't right. He is a dude that Chuck Smith is a big fan of. And he is unbelievably ran a four six seven. And this is a dude who's built literally like a Zamboni machine. Yeah, he was moving. Big fella was moving. Um, yeah, th- listen, the Aaron Donald complaint or, or comparisons, yeah. I get it because he's a Pitt guy. It's just not fair. No. Aaron Donald was so good, they would stop practice at Pitt, right. okay, because nobody could block him. Uh, until we start talking about those kinds of things, and then Donald comes in and we're <laughs> talking about nine years straight all pro, right. hey, let's well, slow down. Then at the very next, if nothing else, he's a bigger Grady Jarrett. I'm with that. I'm with that. Okay. But but and, I hear the pick comparison. But, again, you're going to get more measurables on the defensive lineman. Luca Van Ness is a guy. He, everyone's mentioned him with us with the Falcons, so stay tuned. We'll see what these guys do with the combine. All right, guys. I'm mm-hmm. just letting it be known. I'm not going to – I will not accept less – Oh, by the way. Then a splash this year. You're going to go get a wide receiver off the tree, or you want to get it out of the barrel? You want to draft a wide receiver, or you want to – because, I mean, there's a lot of retread wide receivers in this free agency class who bounced around. Rumor is – just let me ask you, Falcon fans. DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is going to be traded. Interested? That takes up too much of my cap. That takes up too – I'd rather get a – I'd rather pull a rookie out the second round. And that's how I feel. Right. I love D-Hop. 
But where we currently are, if you're going to start allocating all this money to certain positions, and again, we don't know who our stars are yet. See, this is the deal. When we start talking about paying guys in the future, no disrespect, Kyle Pitts. I hadn't seen enough of it. I hadn't. I'm not paying Kyle Pitts top wide receiver money. He's got to do this for two or three more years for me. I don't know if Tyler Algier is going to hold up. No disrespect. Oh, I gonna, love him. You're going to get another running back. You have to. But but we don't know who our stars are yet. That's why I'm saying. So where are you allocating well, this money to? Let me just throw a name at you. Uh, DJ Chark. Now, fantasy, like that. you know, kind of an inconsistent fantasy football player, but he is an over the, he's an off, sort of the, you know, blow the top off guy. He's got speed. And Drake London's a big-time receiver, yep. and, but he's more of a – I, mean, I, I don't say possession receiver because he's, he's athletic, but this guy's got more speed. And Chark is one of those guys – he's kind of floating in the top 40 as far as the free agents on most, most lists, Pro Football Talk and the NFL.com, yeah, website, for so, what it's worth. So, so where – this is what, how I'm thinking about it. We're going to see where, where Terry Fontenot is. It's Dukes and Baylor Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike, I go get one of these burners that I'm watching at the Combine, or I'm going to go to one of their pro days – and we're going to roll, and we're going to bring in a couple of those guys. Because here's the deal. With Pitts in London, whomever you throw into the mix there, right, you're going to be okay. We've got two big-time pass catchers, and they're both going to be healthy as we get back to camp and all the things we're, we're waiting on. But I go get one of these speedsters, Mike, and Kyle. Like Christian Watson, yeah. like that was a great See, pick for the Packers when they picked him. But that's the thing. We could have gone offensive line or edge rush and then gotten one. Of, see, there were two tiers of wide receivers. You know, there was guys like Pickens from Georgia. Yep. And there was that guy you just mentioned, Watson. By the way, NFL Network says McGarry, he wouldn't have qualified for this list had he been a free agent in 22, but he's developed under Smith to be a nasty run blocker. So a lot of teams will be maybe. See, there's another thing. We get making teams that outbid us for McGarry, even if you wanted him. Not that I want him. I'm not going to overpay for Caleb McGarry. Are you? No. Coming up, the strong arm story of the day is next. On strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Well, let's talk about where this Jalen Carter story is today, Mike. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, Seth Emerson stopped by. We'll replay that for you about an hour from now because Seth brought some really good knowledge in, re- in regards to where Georgia's program is and, and Kirby's responsibility right now. Um, and, and, again, I hope people are hearing us, Mike. Sometimes we say things about people or things <laughs> right. and people don't hear us. Kirby's fine. The program is fine. But you've had these incidents that now need to be addressed, and you need to say, moving forward, how are we going to address them? And I think those things have to come from the head coach. It's the man that's making all the money that is there to win championships. And so Seth has uh, laid out some of those things with us. We'll let you hear the full interview coming up at, at 620. As far as the story for Jalen Carter, Alan Judd, he broke the story for the AJC, came on John Chuckery's show last night and was talking with John about some of these things and one of the things he talked about is why Jalen Carter, all right, didn't receive any further charges, Mike. And we were saying this. He came back to the scene. Right. We now know this. He's back at the combine, by the way, today. But this is what Alan Judd had to say about that. Um, they they did issue warrants for uh, reckless driving and for um, street racing, uh, which is a, a you know separate offense under under state law. Um, but but they did not uh, um, you know look at as you said making false statements or 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 even any kind of culpability for the actual uh, uh, crash itself. 
no additional charges is what right. he's saying. And again, we've been, I think a lot of folks are, especially dog fans are saying, you know, is there something else out there that's uh, something's going to come forward, piece of information, I think. This could be it, and I know that, Carl, that uh, there's other another player involved in this, too, by the way, that was there that night as far as the cars that left toppers and then eventually proceeded down the road. So uh, I just think that, uh, you know, it's it's part of I, – I know that NIL keeps coming into this. We talked about it with Seth Emerson. We'll hear that conversation coming up. I just think this can happen anywhere, but in light of the – you know, can, combined with the tragedy and combined with the fact that you're now under the microscope, as Kirby said yesterday, as a national you know, two-time back-to-back champion – People are going to get the knives out, so we'll let the process play out. Yeah, there is his side to it, but I got to be honest. When we first heard the optics, it wasn't pretty good. It was there's nothing you can really say that. Wow, I, what is Jalen Carter? What can Jalen Carter say in a long form interview or something that would change your mind about how this thing played out? Alan Judd also talked about witnesses confirming that there was one uh, more than one car involved. That was a big discovery yesterday, as we were like, "Huh? Well, there was. Oh, it was Jalen Carter's car that was following." From really the, the beginning, they they said this this again as you say it was a single car accident, just a tragic thing that happened uh, because she was driving a little too fast. But then um, even within a within a minute or so of of when the crash happened, they were getting calls to nine one one saying there were other cars involved. There was another SUV that was stopped in the road, and somebody was out out of the car looking around, and he got in the car and left. So these are things, again, that he's going to have to own up to. Right. And, and, you know, I guess, Mike, as they work through the, the process of what these charges mean for him moving forward. Because that's what the confusion is. A lot of people say yeah. you know, he was there, he left, and then he did come back. And, you know, then he kind of gave conflicting reports or information to the police of what exactly went down. Because you and I were talking about this earlier. Because we asked the question, I asked it on Twitter, if you're a Falcon fan and, and, you know, by chance other teams do get spooked by this and he falls to you at eight. I mean, that's an, he's still an incredible athlete, and you could argue that once we do turn the page on this, he could use his platform to do all sorts of things in a positive way, and athletes often do that. Like, I mean, shoot, I mean, once they're a pro, look at Ray Lewis. I mean, so it's not that it can't happen, and I don't think this thing can def- should define him by any stretch, but there's obviously there's some time here where there's got to be some consequences, some people would say. Yeah, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that his life is over, nor should it be, um, but it's what he's going to make of it now. Right with this, this has nothing to do with how how good of a football player he's going to be. This is separate of that, and you know, Mike, this is where maybe Jalen Carter, at some point in his early NFL career, does something for people who have been victims of speeding or accidents or racing or whatever, and you try to to to, to help others who may have that that experience that same kind of issue we'll see that that's going to be down the road for him alan judd uh, from the ajc also talked about carter coming back to the scene this is what he said about that particular thing one of the supervising police officers who was uh you know looking into the this accident uh knew that a bunch of of georgia football players had had gathered there and he was curious how they knew um that this had happened and but you know apparently was suspicious that this involved racing partly because of just the, the speed involved um, of the crash. So he um, he finally got the, some of the players to say that Jalen Carter had been the one who called and said this happened. Um, he he went over to Gant who was on the scene and asked him to bring to bring Jalen to the, back to the to the crash site so he could be questioned. So we talked about that earlier. That was the thing. Like you see the wreck, you're in the car, you're out of the car, you're making the nine one one call. That was that's why a lot of folks are so confused about the timeline on all that. 
No doubt. Um, Jalen Carter, as we mentioned, back at the Combine, Mike, uh, I just watched. Matter of fact, Turtle was in there with me. Nolan Smith just ran a 4-4. Okay. With- and, and by the way, he also did a 41-and-a-half-inch vertical, which is, for those who, again, I don't know what they teach it these days, that's a yardstick? Yes, and, it is. And five, five, and a few more inches there. He was incredibly fast for a guy his size. Van Ness, the other kid that ran, he ran a 4-6. We talked about these are the guys that we're right. talking about potentially – uh, um, being the top picks when you talk about defensive line, but Nolan Smith just just crushed it in the forty yard dash. Right. So, um, but as far as Jalen Carter, uh, he's back, uh, and we'll see. He's going through the process of you know interviewing and doing all the things that he has to do, and and I just think probably right now, Mike, this is a very difficult time to be having to deal with this on top of trying to have your best performance right. at the combine. Now again, the tape don't lie. All right, teams know what he's about. They know what he can do. He'll have a pro day, but I just think, can you imagine all the stress that's going on with this young man now getting back to, yeah. to the combine? And, and by the way, you know, it's, you're, you've already dealt with the tragedy of losing people close to your program, including a teammate in Willick. And now this is, again, Nolan Smith, all these guys are getting asked questions about the, the incident now, too. That's also, that wasn't exactly on their agenda, Carl, as far as their experience at the combine, too. Yeah. And I just hate, like, all the false information. Jalen Carter is not responsible. Okay? I know people want to put this on him. But, Mike, when you talk about the responsibility, there were other people who made the decision to get in those vehicles and make the decisions they made. And, again, the toxicology. Look, it's, it's, it's an, always an awkward conversation, but the it toxicology is. report came out, and Miss LaCroix was overserved and shouldn't have been behind the wheel, let alone going 100 miles an hour when the accident occurred. Yeah. But, and, you know, but on the flip side, you and I had this conversation. Guys, in missed it yesterday. We were chopping it up. If you're close enough to the other vehicle where you get a scratch from one of the wires attached to a telephone pole. You're close. You know, you're close. So I, even though the letter of the law is my friend from the APD was saying, you know, technically it's still a one-car accident. You know, and that's why a lot of things don't apply, like leaving the scene of an accident, even though, you know, you could argue you were next to the accident. So I know some would say that's like a lawyer's dodge when it comes to that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, you know, and that's, you know, that's why I'm curious to hear if Jalen Carter can ever get out in front of this and, and – if his lawyers and his representation would let him you know, and, and tell his side of the story, if that's even a good thing, I don't know. For, I'd love to hear what he has to say. Oh, I do too. I mean, he's not going to talk now. No. But when he does, I, I would love to hear what he has to say about all of that. And, and Mike, at some point he's got to clear the air, right? I mean, you, you, you would think that he wants to get behind uh, or move forward. He's got to clear the air. Right now is not the time with everything that's going on with him. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Hit us up. Find us on social media, guys. Mike Bell, A-T-L. I'm at Put em Up, see Dukes. And, of course, this radio show, Dukes and Bell 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and across all other social media platforms. Um, yeah, the Nolan Smith thing is just impressive when you talk about a, mm. a guy that size. And, and if Mike... You'll hear Seth Emerson talk about this. He's always been considered a leader. Like, I think Nolan Smith is helping himself a right. lot. Oh, big time. Like, if you already thought he was a baller, which most teams do, and then you go do this and, you you know, that you come across in these interviews, his stock may go way up, man. Hey, for what it's worth, Robert Beal, did you mention Robert Beal's time? I did not. Yeah, he did a four, five, eight. <laughs> so that's moving, too, for a big man, Getting uh, picking him up and putting him down. This class. Well, that's just it. See, this is why, as a Georgia fan, for almost once Saban got to Bama, and maybe you thought of it when, whether it was Spurrier at Florida or, you know, whoever it was, you know, when 
whoever the big coach who had the machine running. You know, for a while there, it was Saban, then it was Les Miles at LSU. You've got those guys now. You're putting those guys in the NFL every year, and as bad as the optics are for everything that's going on, guys will continue to come to Georgia because just like Saban has been doing, Carl, now you get to go to the NFL. They've got a spread. On the defensive side, they're just – it's a machine. It is. It really is. All right, we're going to talk more NFL because general managers are speaking at the Combine. Which general manager said a former Florida quarterback will get a shot and he plays in our division? It's coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lots of stuff going on at the Combine today. We talked about Nolan Smith running a 4-4-40. But a lot of general managers are speaking as well. And we're finding out kind of what some of this offseason stuff is going to look like for teams around the league. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, 6 o'clock, we'll get you caught up on the top stories. Uh, And also at 6.20, Seth Emerson from The Athletic talking about the dogs and Kirby Smart. Um, Mike, Jason Light is the general manager for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've kind of been asking, who is their quarterback moving forward? What's right. gonna, who's going to be the guy? Tom Brady retired. And Jason Light was asked this question about whether or not Kyle Trask is going to get a shot. Now, Bo, mm. you, you're a Florida guy. You watch Florida. Kyle Trask hadn't seen any time whatsoever. And this is why this division is so crazy right, right. now. I know, you know, we talk about the, the ginger with the, the Saints and everybody says he's better. Yeah. That's still a question mark for me. Right now, the Saints and, – and, I don't know who quarterback is going to be for Carolina. By the way, Gannon has met with everybody, met with the Colts, met with the Jets, apparently met, met with uh, Mrs. Benson, who owns the Saints. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I said Gannon. I was about to say David Carr. Sorry about that. Derek Carr. Derek Carr was talking to everybody. Oh, Rich Gannon popped in my head. Old Raider quarterback. Got sat on by Tony Siragusa. But he anyway, did. Derek Carr is making the rounds and talking to all the owners, including the Saints. I think he's going to be able to pick. But here's the deal, Mike. The clock is ticking. And, Bo, I just want to bring you in about Trask. I want you to hear what Light said, but. How's he translate to the uh, NFL? I don't know what well, he is. No, he's he's a pocket. He was a pocket passer more than anything. He could move a little bit. He's a bigger bodied guy. He played in the Falcons game in Week 17 here. Did he but, do anything for, against us? Remember but Brady he, had the one series and he popped out. They bring it. They brought in Gabbert in the second half. Trask played, but he didn't really do anything. So, but that's not fair. I, I don't. I don't think that's a fair assessment because. They literally were, were without, like, four starters on the offensive line at that point in the game. And I don't think Mike Evans was – Mike Evans was already out, I know. So – but we didn't see a lot from him. Mm. He's had to have picked up something in two years behind Tom Brady, right? Yeah, you would think. I think. Here's Jason Light. This is general manager on whether Trask is going to be the guy. You have to give everybody competition. He's the only quarterback on our roster right now. I'm just saying – if, if he were the starter, or if he was the only option that we had right now, we'd be very, very excited about going forward with him. And he's going to get the opportunity to, no matter who we bring in, to be the starter. Okay. Okay. Right. 
I know that uh, you said it. The, the Saints are kind of in flux right now. Carolina, also Tepper. I, I just mentioned uh, Derek Carr. Carr met with Tepper. Now, you would think Tepper might want to say, I've had enough with retread quarterbacks, but his Carr, it's almost on everybody's board, or if there's a board for free agents, that Carr is above Aaron Rodgers. He's younger. Younger, less, I mean, I have the flakiness, but Aaron, let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers hadn't brought home the bacon in his two biggest games of the year. Joe Douglas is the Jets general manager. Speaking of Derek Carr, he also met with Carr. Here's what he said about where the Jets are. You guys have seen reports about us bringing Derek Carr in about a week and a half ago. I can tell you that was a fantastic visit. Uh, We really enjoyed spending time with him. Obviously, he's the the only quarterback that I can can really shed any light on for you guys uh, since he's the only quarterback that's that's a free agent, but you know, I can say that uh, he left a he left a strong impression with everybody, and so um, obviously we're going to be exploring the, the veteran quarterback market this off season, and we're going to look at every available option. We feel like when it's time to make the right decision, whenever they're processed, we're going to make the best decision for the Jets. Now let me ask you: if you do that, Zach Wilson's not there, right? Is he there just on the roster? I mean, I think he's wearing a baseball. Like, you got salary. You've already paid for him. You drafted him. You got him for at least four years. And then you can say, adios for year five. So that's what they'll probably do. And then they'll move on from him. And maybe, you know, and heaven forbid something happens to the car, maybe he actually gets his straight and does something. Well, what if there's a team that thinks they can fix him? What if Like like the Panthers were going to fix Sam Darnold? Yeah. Bad Jets quarterbacks are always bad Jets quarterbacks. Look, I don't disagree with you. I never thought he was the guy to begin with, but there's always a guy with an ego. So you're saying sign car, trade Wilson. I would definitely try to get something for him. What if you can pick up an extra third rounder? I mean, who knows? To Squid's point, I mean, it's true, though. First rounders always have a shelf life. They have an extended shelf life. They probably don't deserve in many cases, but you're right. There's, that's a great point by Bo. There's always somebody who says, like, what do girls always do? Every girl I dated for my wife, I can fix him. Yeah, yeah. I just, the, the deal is if you sign Carr, he's making $30 million, right? right. At minimum. Oh, and, no. And, and 40, I think it's more like 45. And, so then you, I'm not. I'm not going to need Zach Wilson on the roster. Exactly, but. But you're still paying him money. and you got him. Yeah, you keep him around. And then, you know, four years, two more years, he's gone. Mike White still there? Mike White still well, the there? Guy, the guy that they're actually having more contemplations about is if to bring back Mike White or not. Oh, you got to bring back because Mike White. It, because yeah, but- he is a guy that's shown some flashes, but mm. he's like a paper tiger. He gets hurt, <laughs> right. you know, at the he's opening like, of a grand He's union. like a less durable Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, he's. but they have a decision to make because he's, so, he's shown some flashes and they're going to have to pay him something. But the thing is, you know, for every backup who does get his chance and goes make it work, there's Foles. Look at Nick Foles' career. He was the right guy, right time in Philadelphia with the Super Bowl, and the rest of it has been <laughs> all over the place. You got Scott Mitchell. Remember the Lions rolled the Brinks truck up for him? He took up for Marino one year. He's a nice lefty, though. <laughs> So, He's a nice lift. And by the way, real quick, while we're on the subject of quarterbacks, I brought this up yesterday. You like the idea of like a Jacoby Brissett as a backup for Desmond Ritter if you're going to really give the confidence in Ritter to be the man? Jacoby was where? With Cleveland? Yeah. Right? He, yeah. He, he was, was we, saw, we saw him here. Um, that kind of guy. Teddy Bridgewater? Right, yeah. But still, I mean, Bridgewater, he's still making $7, 8000000 million, isn't he? Yeah. 8 $9 million? But I, I got to pay him less. That's the thing. And then you get into the, like, then it gets really bad. You get into the Flacco type situation. Is Flacco even going to play? Not with the Jets. No, I mean, he's going to play football. Oh, yeah. I was like, Matt Ryan's, is Matt Ryan going to go to TV, by the way? Some uh, guys that bring back – they're not bringing back Matt Ryan. There's too much stuff in history there. You're not doing that. I, I would take – I actually like Brissett. I'm with Mike on this one because he's a – look, this guy has a – he's a leader. And I, I don't know what Teddy Bridge – I'm not – nothing knocking Teddy Bridgewater. But one thing I know about Jacoby Brissett is since – even with the NC State, the things he does, locker room guy, leadership – 
that's a guy I want with a young quarterback. If it's just him and Desmond Ritter, that and I know he can he can fill in and he can be good enough to run with Arthur Runs. He wasn't terrible in Cleveland. He no, he, now, wasn't. he wasn't he great wasn't. either. Right. But for what Arthur ran last year, if that's what he runs in twenty three, because it was a different offense from twenty one. I love Brissett as the backup. All right, let's talk about Mike McDaniel uh, and the Dolphins. We're talking about all the things we're learning from the Combine, NFL, from other general managers and other teams. Mike, they have a decision to make on Tua. They have a fifth-year option decision. They're waiting. Here's what Mike McDaniel, the coach, said about that situation. What, what is today's date? It's the 20th of February. It's in February. Yeah. What's our, our deadline? I think you have till May. So we probably be best served to utilize the time. That's kind of um, uh, the way we're approaching it. But um, uh, that doesn't mean that we're spending any um, long period of time not discussing it. This is um, something that uh, uh, Chris and I have been working through and will continue to work through. Bruh. If you were working through it, bruh. Yeah, but if you believe... Don't you just knock this out? It, the money's the money. The money is not going to increase. You just need to figure out whether you want to do it or not. Yeah, but it's see there. He's in a like, first off. He can't give you a straight answer because there isn't one to be offered. You don't know what this guy's going to be. And look, I wasn't trying to be mean to people who've helped uh, older folks learn how to fall down through judo. As one guy hit me up on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. And for those who don't hear the story that uh, two is taking judo lessons, so did he, he can say, learn. To fall. Did the guy say it worked? Well, I told him, I said, Vaughn Miller's not throwing your grandmother down, okay? We're talking about these are NFL players getting after it, okay? C.J. Mosley's not going to, like, come over and knock your grandpa down while he's at the old folks' home. <laughs> but, if, if you, but if your dad knows how to fall the right way, good for him. Keep, it just, keep it's, your head up. It's a, nice, it's a nice narrative, but there's, like, you know, Carl, even if he doesn't, if he falls properly, one, he's one hit, literally one hit, that's not hype, he's one hit away from his career being over. All right, this is Mike McDonald on Tua's overall status for 2023. Well, I think, you know, like any other player, you factor in every variable. Um, you know, I think, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about those types of decisions, um, I think it's important to recognize that, um, we have a congruence of congruence. In interest by the Dolphins and the player, um, Tua, that, that we both want, um, both parties really want him to um, what are you saying? He can't say for anything. a long time for the Miami Dolphins. What, you, what is he saying? I told you, he's, he just he can't say anything. And he's I not think, giving you anything. By the way, I, if I said McDonald's, I'm thinking about McDaniel. fries. McDaniel. But I tell you what, bro, when I burn one, I love McDonald's. Anyway, getting back to it, this, Damn is, fries. this is where they're at. And by the way, I don't want to sound cruel. It's a cruel world, I know, but... I love Tua. Tua is a hell of a story, but he's in a weird spot now. Mike, this, is, this is where it's at. But it's not cruel. It's a business decision. Right. No, no and the team has got to move on. What are they going to say? I mean, like, they can't go on. Who was the guy, Skyler Thompson, they used yeah. last year? If Tua's healthy, they might have played in the freaking Super Bowl. That defense was so good. Yeah. I just – I love it when guys are like, you mean, if you can't do your job, your company will move on too. Right. It's just what it is. So, you know, if you don't face that with these guys and go, I don't understand why you're being I'm not being mean. It's a business no, decision. Just, there's it, just the reality. I mean, this, you know, you've got a new set of rules in place, 
And yes, the NFL screwed it up seven ways to Sunday, and maybe if the NFL had actually followed the guidelines they set down, Tua would have been out of a game before he could have hit another concussion. But think about all the time he missed. He didn't. He got cleared after what? It was at the Super Bowl was over, and he got cleared of the concussion <laughs> protocol. They did announce it. He has you know? been cleared. We're like, there aren't games until September. <laughs> I mean, like, Come on. So that's where they're at. Hey, if you missed it earlier, Carl and I were giving you the breakdown. The Georgia Bulldogs are kicking butt. Nolan Smith runs a 4-4 in the 40. Also, it has a vertical, which nobody's ever seen. But the bigger story so far, whether it's, again, fair or unfair, as you said, to compare a guy who went to Pitt to Aaron Donald, the dude ran the fastest ever time in the 40 for a defensive tackle. Kalijah Kansi, the DT out of Pitt. It's impressive. Listen, it's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. Um, One other thing from a general manager, Nick Casario with the Texans. They picked second. Now, they could move and go get the number one pick. Lovey Smith won that last game of the season and, and then threw his finger up, basically yeah. knowing that he was not going to be around, which pushed the Texans out of the first overall pick. Casario has since hired D'Amico Ryans, and he talked about the Bears potentially trading the number one pick this week at the Combine. Yeah, I think we're focused on the Texans. We're not necessarily worried about what other teams around us are doing. I mean, you're cognizant of that, but ultimately you have to be prepared to pick wherever you're going to pick and then be prepared to pick whatever player. So... I'd say most teams, again, not to generalize here, but most teams, wherever they pick, you probably have three or four guys that you would feel comfortable taking. So if a team is in front of you and you're only talking about one player, well, that's going to leave two or three other players. So you're either comfortable with that group of players or you're not. So, again, you can't really get too caught up in what other teams are doing. Just try to make decisions that you feel are best for your team. Now, Bryce Young, guys, the big story today, Carl and I were That was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get Bryce Young. Unless the Bears feel they have another quarterback. Are the the Bears just full of crap when it comes to Fields? Fields is loved in that locker room in Chicago, so they just go and draft the best defensive player. Or do the Bears trade? Because if you trade out, you're, I mean, then maybe you say the Texans got to feel the Bears may go with Bryce Young, so you have to trade up to one? No. All right, so the Bears stand pat. The uh, Bears, but if the Bears trade out, to somebody, yes. If the Cardinals trade up to one because they've, you know, they got, well, they're not doing that. They got a quarterback. They're stuck with Kyler Murray. It would be the Colts. It'd be the Colts. If the Colts want Bryce Young, then they got to trade up to the Bears. That's or, the story or, you've all seen. Or the, uh, or the, uh, the Lions are interested in quarterback. The yeah. Panthers. No, the Panthers is right. what I was going to say. Maybe, but they they got to move a long way. No, Mike. I think if the Bears do move, it's about the overall draft philosophy. Right. I don't think it means they're going to get a quarterback. I just think they're adding picks because. Mm. We fell into the number one pick, and, and now we got we can utilize it to gain more more uh, assets. And if you remember, guys, remember the jokes we had a couple of years ago about the Kyler Murray situation? Oh, thank God he's five foot ten and a half because oh, that yeah. made him just tall enough. There's memes. There's a thousand memes about Bryce Young. Look, I may have done one myself, Carl, but Bryce Young. Everyone's wondering: Is he two hundred pounds? Is he five ten and a half? Look, if you're a stud, you're a stud. Build a good offensive line. Let the man cook. Coming up, Seth Emerson. He joined us earlier today to talk about what he thinks Kirby needs to do with Georgia and what the program is facing right now. You don't want to miss it at 620. When we come back, we'll get you caught up on the latest headlines next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.